Hello, friends. Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. No, don't do it again. Uh, I was waiting for you to do it. No, we do it all the time and they listen to it already. I guess. Okay. It's, it's more fun for us because we don't hear it. Yeah, That's we're just so true. We're just being unoriginal at this point. Agreed. So today, um, I'm actually super stoked for our podcast because we're going to have a dream interpreter on the and podcast. I had quite the dream last night. That keeps replaying in my head. Should you just share it right off the bat? It's so fucking insane it's, and hilarious. Ugh, I had sex with Nick Fire all in my dream, guys. I know all of you out there are like, wow, what an honor. <laughs> wait, wait. Can we just clarify that, that is Lauren speaking and not Naz? Yes, Lauren is speaking and Lauren had a dream that she had sex with Nick. And it was not. It was Nick, but like he was like... Ugh. His body did not look like his body, and it was it was a gross experience. What, bo- what did his body look like? It was like a sweaty, pasty, like little <laughs> child, and what? we were just having like like humping sex, like dry That's humping right. sex, but we were naked, and it was gross. Were you your age or were you younger? I guess it was me right now. Oh, so you're- <laughs> it was me now, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So That's I guess so our weird. first question for the dream expert that we have coming on the podcast today, uh, she's an expert dream analysis. Her name and is Lori. And a pinup um, artist. We'll ask her what it means when you and have sex with someone. Have sex or just make out or feel like romantic chemistry with somebody when in a dream. When, when you, you don't have it in real life. When you're in Taken. a relationship. That's great because just so everyone listening knows, we also had a bunch of DGers from the Facebook group submit their weird dreams. So mm-hmm. we're also going to read them to her and have her interpret it. And then I have a weird dream too. Ashley, do you have a weird dream you're going to have her Um I, I'm most anxious to hear what it means when parents die in your dreams. Yeah. Because I think are those scariest. are the most jarring. And then one time I had a dream that you died, Lauren. And <gasps> it was like, I've never had a dream like that before. Yeah. And I honestly like I think about mom and dad dying often because I think it's something that most kids but have that's to your deal biggest with. fear actually in real life like, yeah awake but I never think about Lauren dying because like I feel like we're peers and mm-hmm. we're just like oh. how do your parents die in those dreams I'm just curious um it's usually not like them dying in front of me or like by something they just like happen to be dead okay i've never had those dreams you don't no you've never had a dream of your parents i don't think i feel like you did because you oh i remember jared was the one who like woke up and he was in such a funk i was like what is going on and he had a dream that his dad died oh my god so my i had those dreams about my dad when i was younger And I don't know if it's because I grew up in Florida, but the way he died was so Alligators. tragic. It was by alligator <gasps> and by shark. How did you oh, know wow. that? Did I text you that? No, because my biggest Wait, what? fear, like my biggest nightmare I've ever had in my life was when I was like four, year, four years old and my arm got be- bitten, off. bitten off by an alligator. Really? I'll remember till there. And there's no alligators Lauren in Virginia, right? No, but I was so scared of alligators. going to Florida. Yeah. Well, she guys, was scared of going to Florida. There must be a metaphor for alligators or something. I'm very curious because when you go to school and grow up in the public school system yeah. in Florida, alligators are obviously, you know, you, you learn about the Everglades and yeah. they're always in backyards and eating dogs. And so Whoa. I felt like that was normal, but also a shark eating my dad. I don't know. Hmm. Should we get her on the always, line? Always being it. eaten is interesting though. Farted. Yeah. That's super interesting. And I just want to like uh, put a little... Did you say you farted? Yeah. Lauren. I, uh, I wanted to put a little memo out there. Um, I know that Caitlin Bristow is also doing a dream analysis podcast. We we planned this podcast before I saw that she was doing that. I just don't want people to think that we ever like took an idea from another podcast. Yeah. We actually like... Courtney, our um, 
booker and manager like booked it and then we saw the tweet and we we're like oh Darn it. <laughs> but, but good idea for it's whatever okay. audience different dreams and you know different, different dreams and, and now an analyzers analyzer. all that yeah. so let's call Lori right now all right guys we've got Lori Lau- lauenberg lauenberg like the beer lauenbrow but with the berg on the line she she's a dream analyst but Lori, what do you prefer your title to be uh, dream expert, dream analyst, dream okay. goddess, <laughs> dream <we'll> interpreter. <laughs> Perfect. So I think we're just going to jump in here and ask about some common dreams that people have. And no, not teeth falling out. Can I ask one thing? What? How do you become a dream expert? That is a okay. great question. Okay, Lauren. fine, Lauren. You're right. We should have delved in <laughs> dwell. Remember that delve dwell? Delved in yeah. well. Sorry, Lori. We ramble here. <laughs> um, yeah, so fine. how do you become a dream expert? Okay, so I study dream psychology. So this isn't like a psychic gift or anything. This is science. And in a nutshell, it's understanding subconscious thoughts and the way your subconscious absorbs the data you gathered from the day and incorporates it into your life right now and gives you messages to you about you that will help you in your life and empower you. Mm, okay. Right so now. dreams are helpful to, to oh, us. Yes. And uh, to understanding all the information that we're taking in during the day and how our subconscious is registering it, in other words. Huh. Yes. Right? And what about nightmares? Is that Does this include nightmares too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So nightmares, um, as horribly frightening and disturbing as they are, they're actually the most important dreams of all because they're alerting you to something that's wrong in your life, something that's gone on too long, something that needs corrected. And it's basically the way your subconscious mind slaps you in the face and says, okay, enough already. Pay attention to this. Fix it. Wow. I only have nightmares. I've never once had a good dream. Well, but you know what I think, Lauren? Never. I I have a theory that maybe you just don't remember the good ones and the scary ones are easier to remember in a way because they're so scary. I have another theory. She falls asleep to forensic files. (laughs) Lori, what do you have to say about that? Uh, (laughs) I I think all of the above are correct. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. We're all right for once. Or maybe some... I got to change something in my life. Either or. So basically, like... It can be, your dreams can be influenced by what you're watching, what you're experiencing. It's kind of like junk throughout the day, but it doesn't mean that you can never foresee the future in them, right? Because a lot of people sometimes think that that's a possibility. Well, I get deja vu in my dreams. Okay, okay. So you're throwing a lot of things out there that we need to touch on that are important. Okay, so... For the most part, probably more than 95% of your dreams are about right now. Okay, that's not to say that some dreams can kind of show you a glimpse of what's right around the corner that is connected to deja vu. Um, But if you look at your dreams as a glimpse of the future, most of the time you're going to get it completely wrong. Okay, so you got to look at your dreams as what is going on right now. Your dreams are pretty much a commentary about your life right now, about your behavior right now, about your goals right now, about what you did wrong, about what you did right. It's it's they're like your built-in therapist, your built-in best friend, your built-in mom that only wants the best for you 
and will tell you the brutally honest truth mm. about yourself and about what's going on right now only so you can make the best decisions for your life and become the you that you're meant to be. Wow. But how the hell are we supposed to know what they mean if we don't have you? <laughs> well, aren't you lucky? I'm here right yeah. now. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Really quick before we get into the dreams, does eating and the type of food you eat affect the type of dream you have? It can. It, it, a good rule of thumb is to don't eat anything like within two hours of bedtime. Mm, it's hard. In I love particular, avoid like rich, healthy, fatty, fried foods. Like you want to avoid peanut butter big time. You want to avoid tacos, mm. lasagna, things that are spicy, things that are hard to digest. Everything we all eat. Why is, Why is that, Lori? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, there's a couple reasons. For one, you know, the digestion process takes a while and you want to be vertical when you're digesting, not horizontal. Um, because if you're horizontal and you're trying to digest a big heavy meal, you're going to cause heartburn. It's, it's going to come up into your throat. It's going to be harder to digest and that will interfere with the REM dreaming process. Okay. Another reason is because there's the whole blood sugar thing. If you eat something really high in sugar, too close to bedtime, you're gonna your blood sugar is gonna rise rapidly and then suddenly drop rapidly right about the time you enter REM sleep, and that will affect your dreams and likely give you bad dreams. Huh. Okay. And you're, you're referring to REM sleep when you say REM, yeah. Yeah, REM, which means rapid eye movement sleep, and that's when we're dreaming. And that means deep sleep, basically, right? For people no, no, listening deep, that don't deep, know, deep sleep is delta sleep. That's like that oh. where nothing's going on. But your brain, your your body's rejuvenating. So so the deep sleep, there's no dreaming. Dreaming REM sleep is in the lighter stages. Mm-hmm. How come Wait some nights are REM nights and some nights you are should have deep all of nights. them? You should oh, have all the cycles. They're cycles. They're right? cycles. Yeah. You go through three or something. Lori, now yeah, yeah. I'm like puzzled because I thought that you were constantly dreaming all night long and that like your brain never shut off. But in in I guess. In deep sleep, your brain obviously isn't shutting off, but it's only doing like what is it called? Um, involuntary processes. Restore, restorative sleep is the deep delta sleep. Um, but you, the brain is actually more active in all the stages of sleep because even though in the lighter stages when there's REM going on and you've got a whole lot of like the amygdala is highly active and the, and, and the prefrontal cortex is shut down and there's all kinds of crazy things going on in the lighter stages and the deeper stages like Delta sleep, your brain's also very highly active because the body and the brain connected together are restoring. It's like in deep Delta sleep, you're refragging like a computer does. So if this theory is correct and we go through all these cycles every night, you're saying, Lori, that whether we remember it or not, we dream every night. Yes. Every single night, about every 90 minutes, we have a dream. Um, On a good night of sleep, you're going to get five or more dreams. Throughout your whole lifetime, if you live a good long 80 plus years, you're going to have over 100,000 dreams. Hmm, Why do we have like five in a night? And like, how how the fuck, what the fuck is a dream? I know. (laughs) <laughs> like how does it like it's a little movie that starts and then it ends and then another one starts it's and so then it, it is super weird when you break it down i and don't get it to think that i was gonna start this podcast be like okay let's dive in <laughs> what does uh dreams about parents die mean we really like, have a lot of basics to uncover first right right just so, to understand what we're talking about scientifically what yeah, is like, a dream Lori? the fact that your brain just 
subconsciously develops a storyline. Well, look, okay, you know, we have our voluntary muscles, like talking and our involuntary muscles, like the heartbeat. So dreams are like your involuntary muscle, your subconscious involuntary thought process. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're awake, you have your conscious thought, you're in control of your thoughts. Okay, so it's a thought. Dreaming is a thinking process. They are your thoughts, but your involuntary thoughts, your subconscious thoughts, they are a continuation of your thoughts from today. So so the stream of consciousness that's always going through your mind, that inner chatter, that inner dialogue you're constantly having um, continues as you drift off to sleep. Wow. Once you enter REM sleep, when we dream, you're still having that inner dialogue with yourself. But now instead of talking in words and literal thought, like we are right now, you're now, yeah, you're talking in pictures and symbols and metaphors. This is fascinating. And also I'm just like, I clearly never shut the fuck up then. Why are they, why why are they so fantasy like why are they such why are they built in such fantasy and not in reality where there's like codes where like i have to figure out what this means in a dream and then you find it what it means out and you're like oh wow that actually does make sense and apply my life but the symbols random symbols okay because because your your brain is working differently in rem sleep than it does right now when we're awake so um for example Think of the conversations you've had just today. You've probably used a lot of metaphors in your conversation. I am so hungry. I could eat a horse. Oh, my God. She's such a baby. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. It's raining cats and dogs outside. You know, we, we... We'll talk in a picture, metaphoric language, in order to get a point across. I could literally die right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of that. Wait, that Wait, makes what? a point. So this is how the dreaming mind works. So instead of, like, speaking the metaphor, it brings it to life and it puts you in that metaphor so that you can better understand your current self, your current state of mind, your current situation right now and based on that better understanding you can make better decisions recently i've been getting a little bit more back into cooking mostly because we went to italy and now i believe in pure you know non-preservative food we talked about this last week non-processed shit so i have been making food and it's it's a very enjoyable experience. I put a little record on. I really feel oh like... Oh, my God. You're such a classy married woman. You're I know, so exactly. adulting now. Um, but I make it in my equal parts pot, and I, I see the the water boiling, the salty, garlicky water, <laughs> and then I stir <laughs> it in. Water. This is making me hungry. No, and then like I you know, melt the butter and put mm. the sliced garlic and Parmesan and the... Olive oil. I feel like this is ASMR yeah. right now, but I'm into it. I got to say, personally, guys, you know that my experience with cooking isn't the best, but I know I'm going to admit this. When I have, just like working out, when I have fun stuff to yeah. put on, I enjoy working out. Same goes for cooking. When I have really pretty cookware and just stuff that works, I get excited about cooking at home. I like equal parts because equal parts. when I moved in um, to my new place, it was just like, oh, you click one button and you get literally an entire kitchen set sent to you, like the knives, the stirs, the pots, the pans, everything, and you're you're set. And it's all black and sleek and it's cute. That's and, such a good point because it's so intimidating to buy all that stuff. 
stuff separately. Yeah, just one button, you got it all. If you do need help figuring out methods and tools, they have support at Equal Parts to give you. You could tell them what's in your fridge, and they're literally going to help you craft a meal, which is pretty cool. You can get inspired and get comfortable experimenting like a professional. Plus... What I've been telling Lauren all week is that cooking at home is a great way to save money and that ordering delivery is on average almost five times more expensive than it is to cook at home. So this is what I'm telling you. That is a quick save for you. I'm trying it out. All right, guys. So get into the rhythm of the kitchen with friendly and inviting cookware, coaching and guidance from Equal Parts, all with free shipping and free returns, by the way. All you have to do is visit EqualParts.com and get $50 off any cookware kit, over $200 with our code GETIT. G-E-T-I-T. That's equalparts.com. Enter our code. Get it? G-E-T-I-T. So big wives tale coming up here. I mean, maybe it's not a wives tale, but big theory is that you can't die in your dreams. And that is because you have never experienced death. Is that true? Okay. So there's a lot of different variations of that wives tale. There's another one you've probably heard of. If you fall in your dream and you hit the ground, you'll actually die. Have you heard that one? Yeah, I haven't. I have. Okay. So, so it's a wife's tale. Um, number one, you can actually dream of your own death. A lot of people get shot and died or stabbed and die in their dream. They see their own funeral. Oh yeah. Now that I think about it, I've been shot in a dream. Yeah. And you woke up just fine. Yeah. And I woke up very scared in that moment, actually. Yes. And I was sweating. So your dreams can't, unless you have a a, a very terrible heart condition, your dreams can't kill you. You're not going to die in your dreams, Uh, actually physically die, but you can metaphorically die in your dream. And that is merely symbolic of something in your life right now that is ending or changing. And your dreaming mind is showing it to you in the form of a death so you can better understand and accept the finality of it, let it go, and move on to what is next. Since we're on the topic of death, right before we called you, all three of us were talking about how your parents dying in dreams were common for Ashley and I. Mm. Your parents? Our parents dying. When I was little, I would dream that my dad would die by getting eaten by an alligator or by a shark. And Ashley would dream. What was yours, Ash? Well, mine's not reoccur- it's not a reoccurring, like, the same type of death. It's just, like, I'll wake up. And it doesn't happen often. Maybe it happens, like, once every year and a half. But, but it's still, still very memorable. Now. Yeah. Yours still happens now? Yeah. Okay, mine only happened when I was little. And, like, and like I said, not very often, but they <clears throat> pop up every now and then. Like, there okay. was one time. It was so crazy. My dad died, and we figured out that we could communicate with him. But only through text message. Oh, that's <laughs> sad. Like that's we could t- we could text him from heaven, and that was it. Whoa! So parents okay. dying is. Be- what do you think that means? Okay. Well, quick question: Do you remember any of the messages you were sending each other Ooh. that night? Yeah, in the dream. In the dream, the text. <laughs> oh, that's a. Good um, one. I think. Honestly, it was probably like life advice, like even. <clears throat> financial stuff like okay, i was like yes, oh dad yes, i can still yes, talk to yeah okay. yes oh my god okay, i love how weird. excited you <laughs> okay that. great i'm glad there's an answer to that because it was like life Finding okay, finances. that's that's really I, i'm so glad you said that because it's, that's what i was hoping you'd say um okay so again a lot of layers here uh, 
when we dream our parents die as we're growing up, that's, that's actually normal. And as a parent, when you have a child, you will dream of them dying. And what that is connected to is life changes. Um, you're going to get that dream when there's some kind of, um, what do you call it? When milestone that you reach, um, it symbolizes the end of that phase of life, you know? Um, so as a child dreaming of your parent dying, that's, symbolizes the end of that phase of life with your parent and you've reached a new phase of um independence oh that makes a lot of sense and the way they die doesn't maybe i just was thinking of alligators that day right is that how it's kind of no every little detail every little specific detail in a dream is connected to something so alligators sharks anything with big mouths big teeth will symbolize communication and in particular criticism oh Oh, wait (laughs) holy shit criticism point in your relationship with your parent that they no longer affect you with what they say the way they used to maybe you've you know where their criticism isn't the same so that that part of your relationship with them has died that's, that's wild and i i could totally relate and see that i have so one for me more. it was like i didn't have to lean on my dad anymore for financial support yeah. Yeah, okay, so the financial one where you were dreaming your father died, but the only way you communicate was with tax, and you felt like the only thing you could remember in the messages was financial. Okay, so when we grow up and we're living on our own and we dream of our parents, they can still play themselves in a dream, but most often they're going to symbolize some part of you. The father in the dream will symbolize most often um, your financial self, your ability to make money, bring home the bacon, manage the bacon, because that's the typical role of the father. So it makes sense that in that dream, you only communicated about finances because this wasn't really about your father at all. This is about your ability to manage your money. That's amazing. This is fascinating. That's awesome. Yeah, I have, well, not a dream, but I wanted to ask you about sleep paralysis and if that is just seeing your dreams with your mind going, but your body... Still, I just kind of want to know more about dream paralysis. Yeah, what is sleep paralysis? Sleep Sleep paralysis. So so here's what sleep paralysis is. And it used to be called the old hag syndrome back in the medieval days. Um, So so here's what it is. And and probably a lot of your listeners, probably every single one of your listeners has experienced it at least once. And it's where you're once. I don't think you guys have. What? No. Sleep paralysis. Never. I don't even know what it is. I'm glad Lauren asked. Oh what is God. it? Okay, so let's talk about it. I, I've experienced it once when I was pregnant. Okay. Uh, so it's when you are lying in your bed and you suddenly cannot move your body and you feel a, a pressure on your chest. Maybe it's difficult to breathe. Um, you can't scream. You can't move. There's a dark, sinister presence in the room, like a witch or an alien or a demon or a ghost. What? You know, no, it's horrifying because in, yeah, my, in your head, you're completely awake. And then you go, come up in your face. <gasps> well, I didn't see ghouls or anything. I just said to, I just said to myself, I was like, move your arm. And, you and I like, you cannot. And like, you just, it's, you're truly paralyzed. Because you yeah. and, and this is, some people feel like a, their body vibrating, or some people in this state feel like they're they're themselves leaving their body. There's 
interesting sensations that happen with it. But the main thing is that you know you're in your bed, you swear you're awake, you cannot move, you cannot scream, and it's scary as fuck. Holy so for shit. me, when I had it, I um, I even said to myself, you're having sleep paralysis right now. Just calm down and it, it will go away at some point. You knew. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Okay, because a lot of people don't know that, and they think they're being possessed, they're haunted, they're dying. You know, it's just a terrible feeling. But it's actually completely and utterly harmless. And what's going on when you experience sleep paralysis is that you are actually stuck in between worlds. You're stuck in between being awake and asleep at the same time. So in a nutshell... When we fall asleep, as well as when we wake up, it's actually a very complicated process. And there's a lot of things going on in the brain and in the body in order to put us to sleep, as well as in order to wake us up. When we um, are having a fitful night of sleep or our sleep routine is off, when our sleep is messed up in some way, we'll get stuck in between. When, When, let me back up just a minute. When we go to sleep and then when we enter REM sleep, the brain releases a chemical through the brain stem that paralyzes our skeletal muscles in order to keep us from acting out our dreams. It's a built-in safety mechanism. So you're literally paralyzed while you're in the dream state. Now, if you tend to have a fitful night of sleep and start to wake up before your body can reactivate your skeletal muscles, you'll get stuck in the in-between state, which is called hypnagogia. (laughs) And it's... Um, it's a meditative state and it's where you're awake and you're aware you're awake, but you're still kind of asleep and you can't yet move your body and it's hallucinatory. So you may hear auditory hallucinations like a whisper or a scream or a bang. And you might also see things like a ghost or a dark shadowy figure and you can't move. So it's, it's really freaky, but it only lasts like seconds Lori, is this and, is this the same as night terrors or no. is that different it's connect it's different but connected okay. because it, it, it's still with the hypnagogia got it what okay, about so sleepwalking you, okay so sleepwalking is actually doesn't happen during rem sleep it happens in the lighter stages of sleep it is a parasomnia and um it tends to happen with people who had it as children, and then it will happen again in um, spurts, like when you're stressed as an adult. You may get it for like a week or a month at a time and then not have it for a year and then get it again. And so when you sleepwalk, it, it, like they say, don't wake up a sleepwalker that's for your safety, not the sleepwalker's safety. Because mm-hmm. if you wake them, they can like flail and, you know, smack you in the face or punch you. The whole reason why um, you're paralyzed in the dream is to not do that shit. Right. right. To yeah. not so, act yeah, it out. How like does that happen? Saying. You won't be dreaming if you're sleepwalking? Right. Yeah. You're not actually in a dream state okay. during sleepwalking. So if, if you're sleepwalking or if you have a tendency to sleepwalk, it's a good idea to put like a bell on your doorknob or like bubble wrap on the floor by your bed so that if you get out of the bed, one of these things will wake you up. I'm so scared. I'm going to fall in love with someone that could sleepwalk. Sleepwalked. I never sleepwalked. I know a girl when you were little. What? That one time we were moving. And so the entire family was sleeping on air mattresses in one room. (laughs) 
And Lauren got up and she walked around the room exactly the way you would imagine a sleepwalker with her hands out in front no. of her. No way. Lauren, you did that on purpose. I was probably joking. You were literally two and a half. Stop. You could not have been joking. That's amazing. Um, I have one more question and then we'll get to our... Oh, I, have, I have more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we each have one more, more. question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is also a myth, but you're not supposed to see yourself doing things in a dream. You're supposed to be physically acting them out with like your arms in front of you being in yourself. Is that true? Or can you watch yourself dream? Wait, what do you mean, Lauren? Say that are again. you the, are you yourself in a dream or are you in watching your physical yourself? body or are you watching yourself? Like you're do watching the yourself in a movie. Like on TV in other yeah. words. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Right. Okay. So uh, saying you're not supposed to is kind of not the right way to look at it. Okay. it, it typically what is, normal in a dream is that you are within your own body and you are the main character in the dream and it's all through your point of view. Right. right? That's what I meant to say. Uh, but there are times when you may be a third party perspective in the dream where you're watching everything and you're not participating. You might even see yourself acting within yeah. the, like you're watching a movie. Yeah. Um, that's not wrong. Okay. But it's not as common. And when that happens, when you're like out of your body and watching what's going on, there's a couple reasons why you're dreaming that way. One is that your subconscious is trying to put you outside of the box, so to speak, to show you your current situation from a third party perspective so you can get a better understanding wow. of it. Jesus. Oh, weird. Another Jesus. reason. Uh, that the dreaming mind is so wise. Another reason that you may get that perspective, the third party perspective in a dream is to the way your subconscious is showing you, you're not being an active participant in your life right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like you're kind of being an extra in the movie of your life, essentially. Yeah. And you're not yeah, you're taking like, control. You're like not making decisions. Taking you're just control, letting things yeah. happen to you. You're not taking action. Interesting. Wow. I used to dream like that all the time. Got it. Um, what about people who dream in black and white? Because so many people do, and I've that never had happens? a black and white dream before. Okay, so... Are they old? It, no. Actually, it is normal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just it's, kidding. It's, it's normal and common to dream in color. If you see in color, you're going to dream in color. Once in a while, you may get a black and white dream. Or there are some people that dream mostly in black and white or shades of gray. And when that happens, that's actually a sign of depression. Oh, I'm obsessed wow. with dreams. I want to be that a dream so doctor good. now. Okay, so my um, my next question, and then I guess we could jump I, in. Now. I still have two more. Okay, <laughs> sorry. So my next question is, why is it that we have more than one? You said we have up to five. Yeah, five or more. You know, if you if you sleep a good eight hours, you could get seven or more dreams. Why um, is that? Like, why isn't it just like one? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of the way the brain works during sleep. It, you know, when you're awake, your brain's working in cycles. Everything, everything that is alive, everything that exists works in rhythms and vibrations. So, you know, you have your circadian rhythm, you have your microwaves, your light waves, everything's like waves, rhythm, vibration. And so brain waves work in the same way. And so in sleep and the thought process of sleep, which is dreaming, is also going to be in waves and in cycles. Here's something interesting about um the sleep cycles, 
every cycle of REM sleep when we dream is longer than the previous one. So your first dream of the night is typically going to be like five, seven minutes long. The next cycle of dreaming after that will be a little bit longer. And then your last cycle of dreaming before you wake up for good in the morning can be 45 minutes to an hour long. Mm. And that's the one I feel like I typically remember. Yeah, that's the one most people remember. Wow. So most people say something like, it felt like I dreamed it all night long, but the longest dream is usually about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you, you probably, because when you have that sort of night where you feel like you dreamt all night, it's probably because you were in, you didn't have deep sleep. The lighter your sleep, the, the crappier your sleep, actually, the more dreams you're going to remember. Okay. Oh. So you're not in that deep sleep. You're more in that yeah. REM sleep. Okay, got it. This is one of our very favorite sponsors, and it actually ties in quite nicely with this podcast because this podcast is all about the brain, how it subconsciously tells you what's going on in your life. And well, if you need somebody to help really organize what is going on, not organize, but you know, need somebody to talk to in order to really break down and help you Mm -hmm. with what's going on in your life, you should definitely check out BetterHelp. I am so obsessed with this sponsor, you guys. I think it's very obvious and synonymous with everything I do with Heartbroken Anonymous. But personally, I just feel like therapy has gotten so expensive. And I've met a lot of people that are heartbroken over many things in their lives. And I've turned them to BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is just amazing because from the comfort of your home, you can talk to a licensed professional or counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, Trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, anything that you guys need, someone is there to talk to you and everything you share is confidential. And if you don't like your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one. There are 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. And what we love is that we are able to give you guys a break on this. It's an affordable option as is, but now you're going to get an extra 10% off your first month with discount code Get It. So don't, why, why even debate it? You know, why not try it? Better your life. Um, Go to betterhelp.com slash get it to get started today. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess what you need to get out of this and get matched with a counselor that you're going to love. That's betterhelp.com slash get it. So there's been a couple dreams where I experienced things in the dream that I've never experienced in real life. Like Nas said, she felt being shot. Did you feel it? Yeah. No. No. Oh, I'm shot all the because time. I feel it. I really? didn't like feel it, but it, I got, I was like... <gasps> scared and i woke up well there would be dreams i guess where like when i was a virgin i would have dreams that i could feel like i have sex and i could feel it and i was like i don't know how that actually feels so Mm -hmm. how am i dreaming this that's interesting yes okay so here's the subconscious mind is crazy powerful and people who dream of getting shot or stabbed or dying in a plane crash or whatever, they feel it. The subconscious mind creates the sensations. It connects with your nerve endings. It tells your nerve endings we're getting stabbed right now and it reacts the same in a sex dream. Your brain is telling your nerve endings down there in your vagina we're having sex. So <laughs> the vagina reacts like it's having sex and you do orgasm, you know. 
So it, it's, it's a, you know, that's that mind-body connection and also how the mind is a, a very, very powerful part of you. So I will say I probably have had a, a, probably a couple orgasms in sleep. Me I need too. to know if you react, do you, you don't, but you're not reacting at all. Like your body, well, you're okay, saying wait. is actually reacting down there, but like yeah. the yeah, rest of your okay. body isn't it's, saying anything. And wait till you hit your 40s. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I remember um, having a dream of me hooking up with a guy that I liked that I wasn't with and I orgasmed and he was like yes. some of the best sex that I've had. Yeah. Okay. So here's the cool thing about sex dreams as far as the different genders go. Um, guys will orgasm in their sleep in their teens and early 20s. And then it kind of tapers off and then stops. And then for us girls, we'll start actually orgasming in our dreams. So weird. Um, like 30s, especially the 40s and on. Wow, we're never and- on the fucking same page. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> right. It's not right. But the cool thing about um, for us girls, when we orgasm in our dreams, we don't have a mess. That's <laughs> true. Up. That's, That's so, so true. But you also don't like I wake up any sort of sex. Really? <laughs> yeah. No so way. Weird. So that, that's basically my question, Lori. <laughs> I know this is like getting a little bit PG-13, but no, this is our podcast. There will be times where I there would be like there's like one distinctive time. I remember I was like in a hotel room sleeping in the same bed with my mom. And I had a dream like that. And I was like, woke up and I was like, oh my God, did I react to that in my dream? Oh, how embarrassing that would have been. Like, were you moaning? But I don't in think I did. <laughs> okay, well, good. I guess, ew. <laughs> That's so um, funny. But, you know. The, the older you get as a woman, the more you're going to react from your sex dreams and you will like full on orgasm and it will wake you up. But are you like moaning and like, are we moaning in the middle of the night? <laughs> totally. Are we? I need to know before I invite a man into bed. You're, you're going to moan way more in your dream than you actually are. But like vocally, like out loud. Yeah, it might like like to the uh, your your partner in your bed. It mm. might just sound like, but <laughs> <laughs> to you in your dream, it's like oh, you're right, 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 so right, right. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, before we That's move fine. on from sex dreams, because I think this is a great topic, is there anything else we need to know, Lori, just about sex dreams in general before we start asking about other kinds? Okay. Yeah. You know what? It, it, a really important thing to keep in mind when it comes to all your dreams, especially sex dreams, they're symbolic. Do not look at them literally. So if you're having a sex dream about someone really gross, like <laughs> a family member or that really gross <laughs> guy in the cubicle next to you, you know, yeah. that picks his nose, it doesn't mean that you have this this hidden sexual desire for okay. him. Sex dreams are rarely about a physical union you want, but more about a psychological union you need or a psychological union that has ha- happened. Whoa. Okay. So Lauren shared before we called you, Lauren, you want to share it? I just had a dream with a guy that we're kind of, that we're friends with, um, who's very attractive, but I don't find him to be like my person or anything. I, I can appreciate his beauty, but it was like a very gross hookup and I woke up grossed out and she has a, she's in a relationship. Okay. All right. And how recent was this? The dream was last night. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah. So we should be able to connect it to something from yesterday. Okay, so, <laughs> so 
Um, keep in mind that this isn't that you want to actually hook up with him, but there's something about him you have felt a connection with. So what stands out about him? What are the, if you had to narrow him down into three words, how would you describe him? Um, self, self-absorbed. Okay. Um, uh, that's it. No. Um, <laughs> what oh, else? Man. What he's else do I think about it? Um, I think he has, he's like, uh, I think he's like low key sweet sometimes. He's a mushy deep he's, downer. Yeah. He's a, he's like a, he's got a rough exterior he puts out, but I guess he can be sweet sometimes. And then I guess he's, um, yeah, that's all I got for right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Of those things, do you identify with any of that? Do you see Ooh. any of that within yourself? Oh, the rough shit. exterior and the mushy interior. That's Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's the one. Lori, I'm about to save your number and text you every fucking morning. <laughs> um, okay, can I can I share a weird dream I had recently? But wait, okay. what does that mean? What is she trying to find out about herself oh, yeah. since she's having sex with a person like herself? Oh, okay. So you had sex with him in the dream. In the dream, did you enjoy it? No. Did what? Did you feel it was forced upon you? Did, were you an active participant? I was, it was totally forced upon. Yeah, it was forced. Wow. Oh, Nick Reese. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did, okay. So since it was last night, let's look at yesterday. Did you exhibit any of those personality traits yesterday unwillingly, or did 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 you exhibit it and? Think, ugh. <laughs> or like oh, like a I rough ex- exterior situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably, yeah. Do you know one? I feel like I just put on a rough exterior all the time. Yeah. Okay, okay. And so, so did it like like the emotion in the dream? Did you feel guilt or powerless? Um, I felt guilty, totally guilty afterwards. Okay. Can you connect that? feeling of guilt to anything from yesterday oh my goodness what did you do yesterday i mean you did that girl's hair and you did it for until midnight i mean we eat burt you we had burger king (laughs) (laughs) something about jack guilty do i feel guilty anything about school maybe you were telling me that maybe you might have to like miss an exam at school did you say anything you kind of felt shallow and guilty about or behave in any way? I, that- I, I kind of snapped at my friend yesterday and I was like, oh, I was kind of a bitch. And then she okay. felt kind of sad. And can you see like that guy you slept with in the dream? Does that seem like similar to him? Yeah. Right. He would snap at someone, say something snarky. Per- yeah, but. I think like there probably was a moment in your day yesterday that like really defined it, and you're maybe not even going to think maybe about it again. Yeah, not yeah. But, yeah so maybe yeah. You, but, you'll think about but it. But it's all connecting. I I see the connection. Wow. Yeah, this is fascinating. And putting it out there, Nick's not a bad person, no. and he's very very attractive, very hot, sexy guy. But just for me, like I couldn't imagine yeah. having sex with him. That's the only thing. I love Nick yeah, as yeah, a friend. Yeah, I obviously love him. we all, all love him. Yes. Okay. Um, so okay. I have another dream that. Or- Wait, can I share my weird dream? Oh, sure yeah so i had a dream that i went back to this house Lori, that i've seen before in a dream a long time ago i think i've dreamed about this house more than Mm -hmm. once and it's a compound where a lot of people live 
and there was a Ron Howard looking guy in the dream. <laughs> okay. And this time I was trapped outside of the dream and I had went there with a new colleague at work that I met or a new colleague at work that I've made recently at a new job that I've started in the past couple months. And I tried to get inside of the house this time, but there were two headed snakes and I couldn't get through the door. And the last thing I wrote is I made it inside the door. And then that was the dream. And I, and I had this a couple nights ago and I was so happy because I knew we were doing this podcast and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this means. (laughs) Okay. I want to start with the two headed snake. Okay. Okay. So this was a couple nights ago, so we should be able to connect it to something very recently. I have the worst memory, but okay. In in the last few days, something when did that I happened. Write this? Uh, October. When was October fifth? Three days ago. So I wrote it at nine a.m., which means it was the night of October fourth. Okay. Okay, that'd be Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we should be able to connect it to something from Friday, something that happened, something you talked about, something that was on your mind, something that affected you Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the two-headed snake. Typically, snakes in a dream will symbolize someone in your life that's toxic. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Bye. This this snake had two heads, so this could be someone who's two-faced. I don't, like, I'm not, there's no one in my life, really, that, like, comes to mind. And I'm being totally honest. Okay. Like, there is isn't, there like, any... a person that I'm, like, I need to get this person away from me. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a situation in your life that's toxic? I don't think so. I think or I just, it, I'm just working a lot. And so. It could be I, a person from your past that's toxic, but that still affects you and your decisions and behavior today. Who won't let you get into a building. Yeah, this, this this causing some sort of is it block some sort of like may, you mean like maybe in a love so I have never had like a real boyfriend but I did have like a terrible heartbreak a couple years ago and then I started the support group for people that are heartbroken which I held in Vegas on that Friday. Oh, okay, yeah, but I, I didn't think- talk about that. You didn't talk about it, but... He's in your subconscious all the time. I really don't feel like I think about him ever. I feel like I forgot that he existed, like the Taylor song. Yeah. Okay, okay. But does he affect your relationships today and the way you approach them or deny them or, you know, Mm. is he affecting you? I don't because know. I'm not like it was, not it was blocking it. you from getting into this place that you've dreamt about before. So tell me again about this place. So I think it's a compound that some okay. fraternity brothers that I was friends with lived in in college off campus. And they called it the compound. <laughs> okay. And when was the first time you remember dreaming about it? In college, I think. And you've gymmed about it how many times since? I think like one or two times. Okay. And and this place, in the dream, what does it feel like? Does it feel like home? Is it, do you no, like? No, it feels things? like an uncomfortable, like okay. weird space. Okay. All right. So we'll sometimes describe the different parts of our life or the different phases of our life as geographical locations. Like, oh, I'm in a really good place right now. Hmm. Or oh. if we're in a difficult situation, I'm in a really uncomfortable place right now. 
So what part of your life would you describe that way? That's so interesting because I feel like I have thought that, um, I feel like I have thought that I'm in like a funny place in my life right now. Not that anything's wrong, but I tell you guys this all the time. Like, I don't know. I went home and literally I just go home every day after work and I work and I don't think it's ever been this much work and like no life. Like I don't see anyone after work. I'm not even going on dates. I barely like talk to anyone on the drive home. It's like, it's a it's a very solitary moment Mm -hmm. where I, the other night I was like, wow, like I'm real. This is like kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. And that that might be why it's like a commune in your dream, because even though you're living kind of a solitary life, it's because your life is so crowded with work. Hmm. And maybe you're trying to get into a building where there's lots of people that are living together. I feel like I'm trying to get out of that weird. It doesn't feel quite like home sweet home right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what what's blocking you from feeling from from feeling comfortable in your life? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe that's why my new colleague was in the dream because it's like work. Mm, You can't escape it. Maybe I can't escape it, and that's the two headed snake. Do you feel that this is toxic in some way? I don't think it's toxic. I just think something I, d- I don't have in a your life subconscious balance. that is subcon- What about that, that toxic. toxic thing that you were thinking about when you went to the the camp? The camp. The treat retreat. It's yourself. Oh. The two Oh, so snake. I discovered that I don't like I don't love it myself as much as I should recently. Hmm. What if it's like your OCD is your one of your snake heads? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe I it's like I'm, maybe it's like I'm my wor- own worst enemy, and then work, and it's preventing yeah, me from being in this like comfortable, nice. There's two space. toxic aspects to you right now that are keeping you from feeling at home in your life and having the peace of mind you should be having. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. If you're dreaming about a dirty mouth. A mouth where your father's being eaten, a chatty mouth, <laughs> a teeth falling out. I don't really know what to tell you. Lori does, but Quip knows how to keep your real teeth, the ones that are here in not your dream state, in your mouth. And that is by getting the best clean, a healthy mouth with their toothbrush quip it has an amazing timer it has sensitive vibrations it has amazing bristles and it um gets delivered to your door every three months so you can get new bristles right on schedule it's a sleek look an intuitive design and it's simple and it comes with a nice travel cap so you don't get the germs from your suitcase on the brush remember when you told me today that um i had really white teeth yeah it's because i've been using my quip and i got a new brush that's what it is the new brush head makes your teeth so clean. Quip it. starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash get it. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash get it to get your first refill free. That's getquip.com slash get it to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash get it. 
I have a couple questions that might be a little bit easier to just be like, bang, this is what it means. Bang, this is what it means. Um, there was a while in my life that I dreamt about poop all the time. <laughs> too. I Lauren does it, it too. Time. So I would go and like, I would look through stalls and the, yep. the stalls Same would have fucking poop dream. in every single yes. one of them. There was even one very vivid one where I walked into a bathroom and there was poop lining the walls of it. And it was oh, so geez. disturbing. Wow. And then I looked up the meeting and it says like the regurgitation of old memories and feelings. And it actually made a lot of sense at the time. Does that, is is that really what it means? Uh, well, okay. So when did you have the dream and how frequently? I'd say it was my early 20s. I'd have it the Can most. Can I say I have this dream yeah. at least twice a week? Lauren Whoa. still has. I can't find a, a clean bathroom okay. stall. There's poop or blood on everything. I think someone wrote in about this too. Okay, good. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, I get blood right, in them so, sometimes So too. bathroom dreams are pretty common, especially for women. Oh. Because... The, the bathroom, the toilet, the sink, the shower, the tub, all these things will represent um, our psychological plumbing, our ability to relieve ourselves of frustration, to cleanse ourselves of negativity, to wash away that which we do not need. So when you dream of a toilet or a bathroom stall or whatever that's like unusable or gross or filthy or filled with crap, that reflects your psyche at the time that you are holding on to negativity, frustration, and it's dirt. You're holding on to crap that needs to be let go of. Okay. Well, that makes sense as well. It's sort of like holding the same. On a literal you kind shit. of have to like let something go. So at the time it was this person that I just, this guy that I just kept thinking about and thinking about, but I hadn't seen him in years mm. and all I wanted to, then I had to meet, I met up with him and then those stopped for a while. The dream stopped. Yeah. Okay, because probably meeting him made you realize you don't need this crap. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And he was a piece of crap. Um, <laughs> then what about dreams about exes when you're in a relationship? So I just got married and I still have exes creep into my dreams. That's okay, a good question because a lot of people wrote in about that. Okay. Yeah, we dream about our exes. I'm going to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years after we've been with that person. Okay, that's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, so the ex that you're, is it one particular ex or is it a bunch of different exes? There's two, but there's one particular. Okay. The one in particular, would you say he was your first love? The one, yeah. Okay. That's the one that we tend to dream about 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later. Yeah. Okay. So um, the comforting thing about that is that all these years later, he's not or she is not symbolizing themselves, but rather they have come to symbolize what first love feels like. First love makes you feel about yourself. You know, you, you're, you feel desired. Someone wants you, always wants to be with you. There's this passion, the bubbles, the excitement, the, that new relationship energy, the butterflies, the bubbles. Okay. okay. Yeah. So when that first love shows up in our dreams, it's for a couple reasons. He or she may show up because um, you're in a dry spell and your current relationship is very humdrum and routine or you're just not in a relationship. And your subconscious is reminding you, hey, remember this? Yeah. This, this ex is kind of the personification of those feelings. So it's not about the ex. It's about the feelings. It's like we need this mm -hmm. again. 
That's super interesting. Okay. That's so interesting. Should we start reading our listeners' dreams? Yeah. Okay. So, Lori, we're going to read you what our listeners submitted, and we can do kind of like a rapid-fire version. That way we can get through a couple because they're interesting. So, Amy wrote in, I don't normally remember my dreams at all. However, probably a few times a week, I'll have super vivid dreams about tornadoes. It's usually like me being somewhere, and there being a tornado, and me trying to get back to my house to protect my dog. Or Aww. it's like I'm in a house Aww. trying to get somewhere safe, but I don't because I'm trying to round up my family. It's crazy how often I dream of tornadoes. I mostly credit it to how much I watch the movie Twister. <laughs> okay, Amy. And also the Wizard of Oz and your childhood may be yeah. playing this. Toto. Um, okay. So the tornado. Okay. Weather in dreams will symbolize our emotions. Because our Ooh, emotions are the weather of the mind. Tornadoes in particular tend to symbolize worry. Anxiety that's spinning out of control. Um, so if you are like Amy and you are a frequent tornado dreamer, that's a very good sign that you are a card-carrying member of the Worry Wart Club. So odds are really good Amy's a worry wart and she worries about everything, things she can't control, things that she has no business worrying about, things that just she needs to let go of. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about her dreams is that in a lot of them, she wants to get home to protect her dog. So the dog most likely symbolizes a relationship in her life she's worried about. Aww. Um, Aww. <laughs> because dogs symbolize friendship, loyalty, a relationship Aww. where there should be friendship, companionship, and loyalty. Aww. So Amy, Next time you get the dream, ask yourself, what's worrying you the most right now? Odds are it's something you don't have control over. So take a lesson from Dorothy. Let go of that storm because on the other side of hers was a magical place called Oz. And on the other side of your worry is a magical place called Peace of Mind. Just mm. let it go. Lori, yeah. you were so beautiful. I love you. <laughs> okay. So that was amazing. Kiana wrote in. I've had so many versions of this dream for the last few years. I'm always trying to dial 911, and I keep <gasps> on getting the numbers wrong. Me too! It'll, oh, yeah. Maybe it'll go 912 or 991, yes, yes. super frustrating, or if I call the line is busy. What does this mean? Oh, my God. All right. Thank God. Why do we call 911? Because we have an emergency. We need help. So Lauren, trying to call 911 and dream that somewhere in your life you need help. Maybe not in the form of an ambulance or a cop, but maybe in the form of advice, maybe in the form of financial assistance, maybe in the form of just emotional support. So ask yourself when you get this dream, where do I need help? And am I not communicating that help because the phone's not working? You're not getting through. You're not making it clear to others that, you know what, I can really just use a friend right now wow i either ca can't call 911 or i can't call my boyfriend like i can't no. press send it, my fingers are not allowed that's why okay yeah. that's communication issues whenever you have trouble with the phone in a dream there's a communication issue in your life either you aren't making your message clear or you feel like someone just is not getting it or listening to you or ask yourself are you the one that's not listening to what someone's trying to tell you okay okay fascinating again juliana i have a recurring dream about my boyfriend being a major jerk <laughs> background <laughs> my boyfriend and i met about a year and a half ago we dated for six weeks before he deployed overseas we stayed together um we just had a good feeling that it would work out and it did we saw each other twice during that year um he came up for good at the end of july and ha and it's been a normal 
and we've been a normal couple ever since. I'm incredibly happy, and this is by far the healthiest, most stable relationship I've ever been in. However, I have recurring dreams about him being a jerk to me. Examples no. include him taking me crowded places and ditching me, then Aww. acting like I was annoying him when I'd find him again. <laughs> Another one I get a lot is us being with a group of friends, an ex-girlfriend being there, and him being incredibly flirty with her. Then when I get upset, him and his friends say I'm being ridiculous or a psycho. Another dream I have is him straight up telling me he slept with someone and making me feel wrong for being devastated. I don't get it. Okay, so I wish I had her here to ask her because I would bet she's got issues from a previous relationship that she's allowing to interfere to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she, she ended saying, but I wake up so livid, but for the first time in my life, I've never been so sure someone wouldn't hurt me. So yeah, it go. seems uh, like some past trauma maybe. Yes. So that see, that's the thing about relationships or any kind of negative experience we have we can't compartmentalize it you know we we can't separate that that was then that was that person this is not now this is not this person and so it kind of bleeds into our current present life we haven't completely shut the door and closed that casket buried it mm-hmm. so here here is my advice to you when you get that sort of dream uh, what's her name? Her name. No, sorry, I was like reading. The, her name is Juliana. Juliana. When you get that sort of dream again, look at the day before. What happened? Did he do something or did you read something? Did you see a movie? Something happened the day before that triggered those feelings from the past relationships. Mm, okay. And it just, you got to keep telling yourself, he's not them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bring that into the now is not fair to him. The next email is a very popular reoccurring dream amongst people. My dad still has dreams that he doesn't pass his medical, um, doesn't pass medical school. And sometimes I'll have dreams that I skip the entire semester of a class. This is from Liz Snyder. She said, I know I'm not alone in this reoccurring dream. It's also not too exciting, but it's something that a lot of people have. Um, it's that I'm the la- I'm in the last day of class and I'm showing up to the final exam completely unprepared. It's not the same class every time, and my level of preparedness can sometimes vary. Usually, I've had trouble getting to class. Like I couldn't find the correct room all semester, or I couldn't figure out the homework assignments. But I'm always showing up completely freaked out that I'm going to fail. In real life, I managed to get through high school, college, and law school just fine. What is up with this? Okay. Yeah. The back at school dream is probably one of the top 10 most common dreams I'm asked about. Recurring dreams. I get it. Um, So the reason why it's so common is because school dreams are usually connected to some kind of stress we're dealing with at work or at our job or in our career. Mm. Because school's your first job, mm. and it's where you learn the dynamics of a job or career. You got to be on time. You have to be prepared. You know, have done your homework. Um, you're learning something new. You're being tested and judged. You want to fit in. You want to move on up to the next level. Same right. dynamics. Wow. Um, so take a good look at this, the, the particular stress, the specific stress that you're dealing with in your school dream, like when you can't find your class. Okay, look at your career or your job. Do you feel like you're not where you should be in your job or career? Because your class is where you're meant to be in school. 
um, if you're unprepared for a test, how are you feeling unprepared for something big going on in your job or career? This makes how sense. Are, yeah. How are you being tested? Is it evaluation time? Um, are you up for promotion? You know, how are you being tested and how are you not feeling prepared? So whatever the particular specific stress is, it will be directly connected to a very similar stress in your job. Fascinating. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I always have dreams that I have to start over school from first grade that's and then crazy. go. Which oh, probably means like dangerous. I'm just restarting my life. <laughs> yeah. Like first, you're starting grade. first grade. First <laughs> grade. Um, I have another one that's I so freaking funny. Um, Herlinda says, I've had dreams pretty much every night for the past few days, which is very rare. It's never happened before. But basically, Mark Wahlberg from the movie Fear was in my dream. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg specifically, specifically his in character in Fear. Ooh, he was basically going around dream. trying to kill people by poisoning them and me. I was in a hotel room trying to hide from him and I woke up feeling shook. And then she said she had another dream where people were trying to kill such harm each other using darts. And the common denominator here is okay. getting rid of people and harming them, including myself being attacked. And my question, Lori, is uh, how do I get Mark Wahlberg from fear in my dreams? In my dreams. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Watch the movie. Obsess about him all day. Put a picture of him on your pillow at night. You know. So funny. You, you can. It's called dream incubation. You actually can um, sort of incubate direct what you will dream about okay at night. really quick just because and I, I don't like to to interject but this is a question that i have been meaning to ask you and i don't want to forget it. it the hippie dippy in me wants to know can you sort of manifest or pray to a dream to give you an answer about something yes. in life so yes, whether yes. you really like this guy or you just want yes. an answer about work or the relationship you're in is there some voodoo shit we can do before we close our eyes so our dreams can tell us like what to do or yes. what we're thinking? Yes. Okay. So the, the the cool thing about dreams is that they are your built-in problem solver. So whatever your biggest dilemma is, your biggest struggle, your biggest obstacle, your biggest uh, problem during the day, your dream is going to help you with it at night. That's why we say when we're faced with a dilemma or a big problem or decision in real life, we tend to say, let me sleep on it. Yeah. Because we're really dreaming on it. That's when we come up with, you know, our best thinking and answer. So if you have an issue with a boyfriend or an in-law or whatever the case may be, and you want an answer, the best way to, to, to focus in on it with laser light, you know, perspective is think about it as you're drifting off to sleep. And even before that, write down the particular specific question you have for your subconscious. This is cool. How, what is the best way to deal with this? What should I say? How should I go about this? Yeah. Be very specific. Also write out the outcome you'd like. Then turn out your light, go to sleep as you're drifting off. Think about it. Yeah, And then your dreams will focus on that for you. Now, they may be very symbolic and they may seem like they're not addressing it, but nine times out of ten, they're going to be addressing it. Whoa, that's dope. That's awesome. Um, I want to go back to the question that the um, the original question that this all brunched off of. Why was Mark Wahlberg poisoning her and trying to kill all her friends? <laughs> like, what, what okay. about like dreams where like you're being chased down? 
to yeah. be harmed or killing other people. Okay, death and murder in a dream is about things ending. Okay, death in a dream is about things naturally changing or ending. Murder is about a forced change or ending. You're feeling pressured to change or end something as opposed to something just kind of coming to its natural end. Oh. So when Wait, she was say that again, say that again. Okay, so so Naz missed it. All our other listeners can rewind. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so death in a dream is connected to some sort of natural ending or change in real life, something coming to its natural end. Murder in a dream is a forced ending or change. You know, you're feeling pressured to, to, to make some kind of change or ending. Like if you're trying to quit drinking, if you're trying to quit smoking, if you're trying to quit a boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when there's something you, you have to force it to end it, you'll dream of murder. So for this uh, listeners, there, there was something going on or, or a lot of things going on that she really was feeling the pressure, either outside pressure or pressure on herself to put an end to why Mark Wahlberg maybe because it was the movie itself yeah. fear yeah oh. uh, you know so when you get a celebrity in a dream and this is this is another interesting little uh, takeaway when you get a celebrity in a dream it's not random there is a very specific reason your subconscious mind chose a celebrity so ask yourself what first comes to mind when you think of the celebrity is it a movie is it a character? Is it a TV show? Is it a song? Um, okay. So then is there the, the title of the movie, the title of the song, the lyrics of the song, something is totally relevant to you right now in those lyrics and that title or in that character. Surprising mm-hmm. that I don't dream yeah, about Taylor is, Swift more. I was going to say, because <laughs> we you love the lyrics so much. Okay, guys. So we're going to read one more dream. That's all we have time for. This podcast has been amazing. Do you guys think we should, someone submitted about their teeth falling out? I feel like that's common. Or it's do you think common. we pick like a crazy one? Um, well, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Well, just tell us quick. What does teeth falling out mean? <laughs> okay. okay well, so that's teeth falling out is super, super, super common. Probably top five. Okay. So she dreams. said, let me just read. This is our last one. Christina said, I have crazy detailed dreams every single night and can recall them while I'm awake as if they were memories. I have a recurring theme in my dreams where my mouth starts to taste absolutely atrocious and then Uh my teeth start falling out. However, there are so many teeth coming out that I have to keep pulling them out of my mouth and they come out like kernels of corn. It's so gross. In my dream, when this happens, I have difficulty talking and usually people are staring at me. Plus, the taste from my dream is so vivid that I can imagine it while I'm awake. Wow. Okay, I like this dream. Very, very interesting. So the teeth falling out dream, very common. Lots of variations we'll get. Um, and her variations I like a lot because she's pulling that she has to force herself to pull them out. And in addition, the taste, she's got this taste in her mouth that's very vivid. That's an important detail. Any kind of teeth dream is going to be about communication. It, it hurts. <laughs> I was like, weird and why? Well, it makes sense after you told me the big mouth thing with my dad. Yeah. Like an yeah. alligator and shark have big mouths. Yeah. Yes. So in, in this listener's dream, she'll get this dream whenever something has left a bad taste in her mouth. And oh. she needs to speak up about it, but she doesn't want to, but she knows she has to. And that's why she's forcing herself to pull the teeth out because she knows she's got to say something. Wow. That's wild. 
It's like pulling teeth. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Is this where we get all these freaking phrases? Yes. See, that's wild. exactly how dreams work. They are metaphors brought to life. Crazy. Lori, this is one of my favorite podcasts we've ever done. Yeah, it's really fantastic. We're Thank gonna you have so you back much. on hundred percent. Um, where can our fans find you? Okay, so you can find me online and, and we can set up a time to talk one-on-one and get really deep in your dream. You can go to laurielowenberg.com or easier just Google Dream Expert. And I'm like the first or second oh, one that okay. comes oh, amazing. up. Amazing. Right. You are really Look at us getting your the top Google so on the top podcast. Of my SEO, let me tell you. You're the best. <laughs> you can also find me on Facebook. Um Laurie, L-A-U-R-I, Laurie, the dream expert, or on Twitter, Laurie Lowenberg, or on Instagram. I'm actually under my pinup artist account because I also do pinup art. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Pinup underscore artist underscore Laurie Lowenberg. Just start typing it. It'll pop up. Pinup underscore artist underscore Laurie Lowenberg. Cool. All right. Well, you are fabulous. Everyone listening, let us know what you thought in the Facebook group. I don't get a podcast and join if you haven't already and follow us on Instagram at I don't get a podcast. A lot of you are always writing in saying, what is this code or what do you guys think about this ad? And, um, we always put up all our codes on our Instagram. So it's a great way to find all those there. And we love you guys. Thank Thank you you. so much, Lori. We'll talk to you podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.